There's a lot there in that chapter, isn't there? And we can look at some of the prophets, go into the book of Isaiah, go into the book of Acts, um, backtrack probably a little bit into the book of Romans. Because after he's, is interesting because <clears throat> after he's stressing this idea of unity uh, that he did earlier in the book, um, he is still stressing the idea of unity between the Jew and the Gentile, but he's also making a distinction, which I found interesting. And you can tell by reading it, he's starting to finally wind down uh, and, and talking about his plans to go to Spain whether he actually ever made it to Spain or not is, um, we don't really have a record of it. Um, but he was from Tarsus, which is in the region of Spain. So he was, he was looking to further his, uh, his ministry in, in uh, teaching the gospel and bringing people to uh, the saving faith in, in Jesus Christ. Um, and and so he has a lot of plans, and it'll be, matter of fact, we may spend a little time on the book of Acts to try to see where that all fit, and, and, you know, to try to piece some of this together to determine how much of what he wrote about here, and remember, he's only writing this at about 50, in the mid-50s, it's believed, mid-50s A.D., um, so he had a few years before he was arrested and sent to, to Rome. The theory, and I think that's the best you can describe it, is he went to Rome, and that's how the book of Acts ends. He's, he's really a prisoner in Rome, but he's under house arrest, but he has a lot of freedom. Um, there is a theory that, he, that Paul was brought before Nero before Nero totally lost his mind, and Nero released him and that he ended up going to Spain, and that somehow he was arrested and brought before Nero a second time, and the last of his letters that we have, uh, late, late 60s, uh, maybe early 70s, but probably more like late 60s was Second Timothy, where he says that he knew that the time of his departure had drawn near, and how he had... Um, he had fought the good fight. He had ran a good race. And, and so, um, so we'll look at some of that. Um, I think the, the book of Acts will give us some clues because he even talks about going to Jerusalem, which he did, which is how he got an all-expense-paid trip back to Rome. So he was there for quite a while, but it, it took him quite a while to get there. And the, the, We won't look at the entire story um, of Paul and his trip from Jerusalem to Rome, but we'll, we'll probably look at a few things. So there's, there's really a lot here, uh, practically, theologically, and um, narratively, because that's part of our tradition, is the narrative in the book of Acts is, is part of the church tradition that we want to consider and, and glean from um, and... and uh, Hopefully, knowing these things will have a, a way of, of being good examples to us and enrich our life. So we're, we're, we're coming off this chapter in chapter 14, where, and where I, and I talked about it on Sunday. I talked about it the Sunday before that, 
Sunday before is on the web. Last Sunday is in the computer and edited, but it's, I didn't put it on the web yet. But um, last Wednesday's is edited, but not on the web yet, but they will be soon. Um, but this idea of how we are to live as a community and um, how we are to recognize that, that, and Paul said it twice in Romans 14, that all things are pure. And, and um, I, I think we, we tend to attach morality to things that, that God really, I don't think really intended for us to attach morality to. Now, can, it, it, is it true that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights of whom there is no variance or shadow of turning? That is a verse, by the way, in the book of James. But is that true? Okay, I, I, I think it is true. Um, is all truth God's truth? Um, is all truth God's truth? The only truth that is truth is God's truth. So if that's the case, I, I, just, I just bumped something, Bill. I think we're good, thanks. So if that's the case, is all truth, I mean, come on, get out on the limb a little bit. Is all truth God's truth or not? I can't remember what Mary said. That was seven seconds ago. If it is, the, what did you, how did you put it again? The true truth is, if it's true. The, the, the real truth is God's truth. Okay, but I'm talking about truth. I'm not talking about opinions. Remember, first part of ESV again, first part of this chapter uh, of Romans 14, that's why I'm going here, I'm not just having fun here with y'all, is uh, not to dispute over opinions, right? Okay. Um, so I believe that all truth is God's truth. If it's true, is it from God? If it's true. That's what I'm talking about. Truth. I'm not talking about opinion. Okay. Is there a difference? Okay, so then when I say all truth is God's truth, you should say, I think so, or yes, or if it's, if it's true means I'm, 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 you're identifying truth differently than I am, right? I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking that response at all. I'm just, I'm just saying, if it's true, is it not of God? Some of you are still not quite willing, willing to commit to this, and you don't have to. Your mileage may vary. I don't know if I would call the Ten Commandments a root. You got a good point, and you know about gardening, so <laughs> roots. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the truth of God, where it's rooted, is probably beyond our comprehension, and it is manifest in our world, in our time-space continuum. In this world, okay, right? In other words, in, in that which we live in, you follow me now? That's what I mean by our time-space continuum. Because when we get into heaven, it may be a little different. But you see, 
It is true. That is true. I think it's your. I think that's the difference, and that's a good point, Harv, because that probably is your opinion. Because in another language, it would be would be called something else. And I was never in the navy, which they called them watch caps, right? He either did it or he didn't. Okay, okay. So that's not an opinion. You're right. He either did it or he didn't. It is a fact. No, no. There, you, I think you need to separate though what is factual. Because you just said another fact. But, but in the realm of the universe, so I see what you're saying too. And so, okay, so you're pushing me into a corner here. And, and that's fine. So, yeah, no, no. I'll delete it later. But, but uh, in, in the realm of what is true and what is, I don't want to use a big word, okay? Um, but how do I translate this? Um, Carvey used to call them $500 words. Um, but but what, it, what is that which is truthful, that which is factual as far as in a philosophical realm within the construction of what is in the world? That's called ontology. All right, not oncology, but ontology, Okay. Um, so that which is factual, and that's what I'm really driving at here. That's, and I should have explained that. Um, that which is what really consists of what the world is made of, the, the natural laws that are in the world. From who God is, he issued forth the creation. Later, within the framework of his creation, because remember, we had, we had many years before the Ten Commandments ever came into play. A lot of years. And the Ten Commandments were really a result of God forming and calling one nation. And it was through the nation of Israel that the kingdom of God would go forward until the time of Christ and now the kingdom of God is manifest and it moves forward within the realm of the church. So I, I would tend to see that, that the, the laws of God, because you have more than the Ten Commandments, and you know that, um, you have, aside from the commandments, you have covenants. And, where, and part of, actually part of what's called, uh, it's called the Mosaic covenant, not, not a mosaic, but it is, refers to Moses' covenant, the covenant at Sinai. The, within the covenant is the laws, including the Ten Commandments. So, um, we're not to quarrel over opinions, but it's this idea of staying within the realm of recognizing that Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, of whom there is no variance or shadow of turning. And so, and this is why I got off on this to begin with, so I'm going to reel it all back in. Um, There are some people who say that certain things are bad. Is pain medication bad? In and of itself, it's not. It's how it's stewarded. Okay? Is eating pork bad? Now, 
before the time of the church, it was basically prohibited. Okay, so it was against the law. All right? So you didn't eat pork. All right? It's part of the Torah. Dietary restrictions were lifted. Um, Again, I know people who, and I grew up in a church like this, and I'll use the phrase again, where you don't dance. Okay, dancing was evil. You didn't go to movies. Actually, you didn't go to R-rated movies. But, uh, and you didn't cuss, and you didn't smoke. I can't think of anything redeeming about tobacco, but in, in and of itself, you know. Um, you don't smoke, and you don't chew, and you don't go with girls who do. I forgot you don't drink also. And, and I've, I've heard people say the strangest things about alcoholic beverages. Um, as as is, it's the same idea of the whole gun control argument. Do guns kill? I don't think they do. Some people would say, yes, they do. I don't think they do. I think people kill. The person holding the gun. Right. So, it's the same idea here that, that we have the freedom to partake in everything that God has given us. That's the point that I'm trying to I'm trying to put this back into Romans 14, where it belongs. Even though we have the freedom, we do not necessarily have the freedom to exercise our liberty at certain times, certain places, or even with certain people. Because the whole focus of Romans 14 is that the individuals of the church community are responsible for protecting the church community. I saw a flicker. You know, and and because people, and I thought about this, I thought about this earlier today, about how many people, how many different church squabbles that I've watched in my life and i mentioned the whole diet remember the last week i mentioned the whole diet thing uh which was really stupid um but how many people get upset over so many different things i had a guy leave the church because we used to face that way and now we face this way he had a bunch of other things too but that was that was what he led off with okay um but so if you um, again going back to the burger, the cheeseburger, which is against Torah, and we're going to put bacon on it, which is against Torah. Paul says here that there's nothing wrong with the cheeseburger with bacon, but there can be everything wrong with the cheeseburger and bacon if you insist upon your liberty to eat the cheeseburger with bacon in front of someone who would be offended by the cheeseburger with bacon. And, of course, you already know, as you figured out on Sunday, right away, the cheeseburger with bacon can mean a whole lot of other different things. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do my Facebook posts offend you? Do my Facebook posts offend you? No, no. 
you're, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. So I'm trying to make a point here. Okay. I don't hardly post on Facebook. Okay. Well, let me finish. I don't hardly post on Facebook for that reason. And not because of you, <laughs> okay, but because of everyone. Um, somebody referred me to another medium. I couldn't stand being on that one. Sorry. Um, but I, I, I think we go back to what Bill said, believe it or not. So Bill gets the good big bucks tonight. So that means he has to take Cindy to dinner. But if you know that it's something that's going to offend, then you're better to refrain. That's what the whole spirit of 1 Corinthians 8 is about, and really what 1 Corinthians chapter 14 is about. Um, but what, where we have the big problem, and I don't know if the scripture totally addresses this, is that most things that are said today on social media either come from a political perspective or they are read from a political perspective. Now, if I agree with your political perspective, I'm going to cheer you on, right? But if I don't agree with your political perspective, then, you know, then someone, hit, well, you know, I saw, uh, it was actually a very funny little cartoon. It's a picture of a guy just like teeth, teeth grinding at the computer late at night, and you hear this voice says, honey, come to bed. And his response says, I can't, honey. There's somebody wrong on the Internet. You know, and, and so um, that's, unfortunately, that's what we have become, as I think, and, and I think probably social media has probably not done us a whole lot of favors. But um, so my, my thought on that is, so if you want to post something that you think will be controversial or... A few times I posted something that I thought was totally benign, and I still got pushed back. And it, so if you want to risk that, you know, that's on you. Um, again, part of my thinking of that is I just don't have the energy for it. I don't have the time for it. Uh, and it, to me, it's a waste of time because you're really not convincing anybody of anything. Um, because we lived, I have never seen this country as polarized as it is today. And I, I remember the 60s. I wasn't, I wasn't out smoking dope. I was too young for that. So I do remember the 60s. Um, but again, bringing this back in, if you are aware that someone might be offended by what you eat or what you drink or whatever, I, I ran the risk of saying I, I, I practice Lent of that offending somebody. But I was trying to make a point, and, you know, um, I think there is, checkpoint, I think there's a place that we need to at least try to help people step up a little bit and not get in such a knot over certain things and not get so uptight over certain things. Now, can we do that on social media? Probably not. Can we do that on our own midst? I hope we can. You know, you, you know, most of the people who 
leave this church but stay in this community, they leave because they get in a knot about something. And, and so, though they're not willing to overcome whatever it is. So they, they, get, they get mad and they leave. Um, sometimes they don't get mad at me. I'm not, I'm not always the cause, by the way. Uh, I had a guy, I wanted to wring his neck. Mike, I just love your preaching, but I can't stand. And I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, where's the gun? Who am I going to shoot first, you or me? I don't know, you know, but anyway, is that we have to use some discernment in regards to some of these things because Jesus Jesus did not, uh, I'm thinking of the Pharisees. I'm thinking of the Sadducees. He kicked and took names. All right? He didn't fool around with them. It's a very different scenario, okay? Now, if we take that approach in every engagement that we have with different people, then we're in trouble. If we even take some of this approach with every engagement that we have with every people, every person, then, then we, we can be in, in some trouble as well. And so part of the reason why this is so vague, and I mentioned this, I think, on Sunday, part of why this is so vague, and I don't know if we're going to get into chapter 15 now tonight or not, but that's okay. Part of why this is so vague is that you... This, if I can't think of a better scenario that says work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. Where you have to kind of, I mean, because, you know, somebody else would say, I want to be a good witness to my kids so I'm not taking them to church. To me, that would be like, you need to stop smoking the dope. But that's just my opinion, okay. Um, But again, I've also had people tell me some of this ridiculous, Ridiculous things that they believe that the Spirit of God told him. That I'm like, didn't happen. So, if I'm trying to look for the pet for the verse, if it's not in Romans, <laughs> if whatever you do. Whatever you say, whatever you eat and drink, I think part of it is in chapter 14. I just can't handle the silence to look for it. But you do all for the glory of God. So, the $6 million question, if that is the, the, the motive behind your heart, will you get it right every time? Probably not. And sometimes you will probably, and this is, this, is, this is hard. This is another checkpoint, right? Sometimes you're probably going to get it right, and it's not going to work anyway. You know, because, and I don't think this person would do this to you, but I'll go back to the, uh, would you be offended if I had whatever, lamb or, oh, not lamb, pork. They could turn right around and say, I'm offended that you invited me into your home and you actually have that in your home, which I doubt that that would be the case here, right? But, because um, some people are not happy unless they're unhappy or angry. And, and so, but, but nonetheless, we, we, we have to, to, to navigate these things and to not destroy the work of God, verse 20, for the sake of food, 
All things indeed are pure, but it is evil if a man who eats with offense. Or, I mean, you, you could translate that. It is evil for a person to do anything or wrong, as the ESV says in verse 20. It is wrong for a person to do anything with the intent to offend somebody. If your motive is just to make somebody angry, then why are you doing it? Because I can't come to bed yet, honey, because there's somebody wrong on the Internet who I've never met. So, and and what's interesting about, again, about social media, it's made... It's made the way we interact. Because people are very bold on social media. They're very bold on social media. I, I know that there are people who say things on social media that they would not have the courage to say face-to-face, nor should they have the courage to say face-to-face. Um, or uh, through my favorite, a text, right? But the, these are just the mediums of communication that we deal with today. So, um, in that regard, um, we are to pursue the things which make for peace and the things which one may build up one another. So, then we who are strong, hey, we're in verse chapter 15. We who are strong, notice Paul includes himself. We who are strong ought to bear with the scruples. I don't like that word. Uh, Nobody uses that word. What were they thinking? Do you really? Okay, well, I got one. All right. That's why you use, okay. I was looking at verse four. Okay. Or failings, ESV says. The failings of the week. What do you have for the NIV? Failings. Weaknesses, that's in the New American. And I have the Christian Standard Bible that says weaknesses. So, uh, you who are strong ought to bear with the weaknesses of the weak, or the scruples, okay? Um, Not to please ourselves. And I think if we look at verse 1 of chapter 15, I think that's really a good guide. Um, now, I, I even put in my notes, I haven't looked at them yet. Oh, um, the big question here, who's the weak one? Are we still talking about eating meat and drinking wine and observing days? Partly. But those three things represent a whole slew of other things. And so who is the weak one? Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe the weak one is really the one who wants to please themselves. Perhaps that's what Paul I'm 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 speculating here. Okay? So perhaps that's what Paul is hinting that when you think you're so strong because you know and your opinion's right and your doctrine is fail-proof and 
your personal practices are what everybody should practice. And they should watch the TV shows. I'm going to go there, too. They should watch the TV shows that you want to watch, right? And um, when, when we are trying to be strong about it, perhaps we're the ones who are being the weak ones. Which, I, you know, I thought about this quite a bit. I thought, for goodness sake, we're going to have a whole lot less to talk about if we really, if we, you know, or maybe we'll start talking about better things. You know, maybe we'll start talking about better things. I mean, I don't like to talk about the world situation. I pray for the Ukraine. I pray for this country. But it, it, it just feels so lost to me. But I'd rather talk about better things. And if you set your mind upon Philippians again, right? If you set your mind upon things above, eventually those things that you set your mind upon are going to be the things that are going to come out of your mouth or flow out of your fingertips. Uh, There's a guy named Odin. Um, He's a really nice guy. Um, He lives down in Huntington Beach. He was a musician, still is actually. Um, he's turned his Facebook into nothing but prayer requests. That's all he puts on his Facebook. And he's got people that are texting him or messaging him and asking him to pray for you name it. And that's, every once in a while we'll get a picture of his family. Um, but he's so, and he's pastoring a church down in Huntington Beach um, or Fountain Valley, one of the two. Same thing, really. I don't know. Anyway, but he's taken something that can be <clears throat> disastrous and he's redeeming it because he's setting his mind on things above. And to bear with the scruples, What do I have in the margin here? See, to me, that's a $500 word. I can hardly, I don't hardly even know what it means. Um, it says weaknesses in my margin. So, yeah, the $6 million question is why would they use that word as the translators? Or were they talking about, about a moral weakness? Now, remember the context of the passage here. The weakness was the weaker brother was the one who would not eat. And thinking he was being moral for doing so. Probably. I'm reading a little bit into it, but I think, I think that's probably, I think I'm still on safe ground on that. But there is that, that challenge when we're trying to, when we feel like we've got to straighten them out. We're, we're called to, as much as it depends upon you, the scripture says, be at peace with all men. It's Romans twelve eighteen. If possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Now, you know, as I thought about that, you know, it's like, okay, so let's, let's use your situation as the case study, just for fun, or I'll put myself in that. 
um, you know, trying to get ready for a nice dinner, right? And, and all of that. And, and um, usually if, if Mary's involved, everything's fine. If I'm involved, it's, it's not fine, okay? It, it's thing, I'm, things I'm good at and there's everything else, right? But the thing is, is I can get so wrapped up in the mechanics of getting ready for the nice dinner that I'm lo- I lose my mindfulness of who it is that I'm going to have come over. And I lose a sense of the perspective of why we're doing this to begin with, you know, and, and, um, and it's the New American Standard. It says to discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness out of First Timothy, I think it's chapter 3, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and so there's, I think there's, there's that sense and particularly today because you described it already you say one thing and half the people love you and half the people want to stone you you know and hopefully you can move fast enough then they miss and you can pick them up or the people who do love you can pick them up and throw them you know what i mean i mean it's just it, then it, then we're warring and fat we're you know and christians love to fight let's face it you know especially baptist you know <laughs> That's why there's several different Baptist churches, right? Some of you are laughing, you know, but, but I mean, they do. Um, although I, I, uh, I found most of these guys here to be rather peaceable, which I appreciate. So, um, but not to please yourself, which is where we're going to start next week. So we're not going to go back and talk about truth and all of that stuff next week. We're going to jump in and dig right into the first verse here and talk about this idea of this battle that we have between pleasing ourselves and and being a abil- being in a place where we have the ability to lift up others and see what that word please means and are should we be a people pleaser we'll hold on to that for next week gives liberally and does not withhold And so, Lord, we pray that you would give each of us wisdom for how we are to navigate these days. For as your your scripture tells us, Lord, that we would navigate them, that we would circumvent them because the days are evil. And so we pray, Lord, for your work in us and through us and among us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen.